Drinking responsibly, parenting haphazardly. We've got your weekly dose of mom tequila. So pour yourself a drink. And put dad on tiny human duty. This This is Moms Moms and Margs. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Moms and Margs. I am one of two hosts. My name is Whitney. And I'm Kelsey. And today we have a special treat for you, as always, on every Tequila Tuesday. But before we get into it, Kelsey, what do our listeners need to do before we get into it? Of course. So first, you need to pour yourself a margarita. Uh, Step one. Step two, uh, make sure that you are subscribed or following us on your podcast platform of choice. Um, And then as a reminder, too, if you love Moms and Marks, which we hope you do, give us that five-star review. Um, We love love it when you leave us a little love. We love to see it. We love love to see it. (laughs) We're so excited. Um, So today's episode, we are talking all about dating your partner. Um, We we want to chat more about just reconnecting with your spouse, your partner, whoever it may be. And yeah, just getting down and dirty with your guy or gal. Yeah. Just continuing. Just how do you connect? I think... um, I feel like we've, maybe I'm wrong, but we might've gotten this question a few times on our personal Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Um, however, today someone asked if you and your husband were still together. <laughs> I know again, no, this has happened. This has happened like a handful of times, but today, but today somebody asked me on Instagram, like, are you and Bristol, my daughter, are you and Bristol's dad still together? Because I just moved. don't even know his name. Which no, I know. That's hilarious. bad. Which is, um, yeah. My husband doesn't like social media, which is fine. He's kind of like embarrassed, like whenever I shove a camera in his face. So I, I usually don't. But I just moved, like we just moved. And I think people are thinking, because we moved into an apartment uh, while we're kind of like trying to buy a house, build, like we don't know yet. But um, I think people are thinking, like since we moved into a, an apartment, like, a new place, that I like left my <laughs> But I like left my husband, you which is left fine. him in the dust. Like um, we, we love like, a good spicy story. I meant to message you today about it and be like, oh my god, why do people keep thinking this? Um, this is like so the third funny. or fourth time. Yeah. No, I feel like this is a few times you've addressed. Like I'm, we we're still together. I'm, I'm still married. I know he is here. See, he's here. Um. Yeah. So I thought. I think it's, I think it's funny. Um, it's fine. People are very concerned about your, your relationship. I know. And, <laughs> and people, people think that I need to reconnect with my husband, like during this time. So maybe we should share how other people can avoid <laughs> other people mistaking them leaving their spouse or leaving their partner. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, I, I made me giggle a little bit today um, when I, when I saw that in your stories, but I think we wanted to kick this off by sharing a little bit of our personal journey or just personal experience dating our partners um, because it hasn't been peaches and cream or 
peaches and roses. What's just that? a smooth ride the whole time. Peaches and cream. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, <laughs> rainbows and sparkles and roses. rainbows and butterflies. No, um, yeah. it hasn't. So yeah, Kelsey, I want to hear your experience because I know that you have made dating your spouse or your partner a huge priority in your life. And I've actually learned a lot of things from you. So I want to get your um, opinion or your experience first yeah so I think um I think me and Matt have always I always say this and this isn't to knock anyone who hasn't this isn't how their relationship started but me and Matt were friends first and so I feel like I was actually dating someone else in a very serious committed relationship so it kind of allowed me and Matt to be have a really fun friendship, um, first. And I think that's always something we have a really, like, this just really great foundation of our relationship. We're very, um, we like to laugh and be really playful and joke around so much together. Um, and I don't think that's ever been a part of any of my relationships I've ever had before. So I always think like that's special that we have that, but I think um, just throughout marriage, throughout a relationship, you're going to go through ups and downs. And there's going to be some times where during those downs, it's kind of like, well, what, where do we go? How do we, how do we go from here? We're feeling really disconnected. Right. Um, And I think in the moments where quote unquote dating your spouse has been very helpful for us. And a big part of that is when I think we started doing this actually when Harper was born, you know, it'd been that first year of her life where you're so in the thick of everything and you really don't make each other a priority because Mm -hmm. hello, there's another little tiny human being screaming at you to make them a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, so you kind of, you kind of just push, brush it off that, you know, whatever. We just sleep next to each other. Maybe we get to talk to each other outside. Maybe we're just sleeping, right? Like when there's downtime, because that's usually what you do when you have a newborn or just a baby. Um, so I feel like that first year went by and I think we re- we both were um, realizing that we really needed to kind of reconnect and reset and just spend more quality time together. Um, and so we started dating each other are going on dates every other week and they were scheduled dates. And it was something I had, I think I remember listening to in a podcast and I thought it was such a good idea. And so we actually ended up like taking turns going on dates and planning dates for each other. And we can get into that and part in a little second on just like just the advice part on how to, how to go about doing it. Cause I'm, I'll share all of that with you all, but yeah, I, I just, it's okay. I just want to recognize like, it's okay if you're in a relationship right now and you're kind of like on the downslope, like maybe you're mm-hmm. feeling a little bit low. Um, well, maybe hopefully listening to this will kind of help you figure out like what to do or where to go or like just yeah. that you're not alone in that, you know, ebbs and flows of a relationship. Yeah. But that was a lot of me talking. So tell me about your experience. No, I love it. No, I love it. So my personal experience, um, I don't know, after, after we had Bristol, I, 
Brayden was not my priority. My husband was not my priority anymore. He could have been gone. Like, (laughs) you know, like I lived for that baby and that's not healthy. You know what I mean? Like you can love your baby as much as you want as, you know, I I mean, you can love that, that thing, that thing, that little, little guy, little girl for whoever, uh, to the moon and back, but you, you can't you can't neglect your spouse, um, just the same as they can't neglect you. And, um, that could show up in different ways. So for example, I didn't want anything to do with my husband. (laughs) Like I just legitimately did not think that it was important for he and I to have a relationship or, and, and that was very subconsciously, you know, like, it's not a conscious thought of like, fuck that guy. Like, don't want him to touch me at all, but like, not something that I really cared about. Not really something that, um, you know, I was, I was making a priority. And I do want to point out that like, once we did kind of start, cause he and I aren't like, we still aren't able to go on a lot of dates, um, now. So a lot of at-home dates are kind of up our alley. And like Kelsey said, we'll get into that later. Um, but whenever we would go on dates, especially whenever Bristol, our daughter was younger, um, it was a little awkward. I I have to admit it was a little awkward, especially, you know, after having a child, because you're kind of, in my opinion, you're kind of getting to know each other again in this different phase of life. And don't get me wrong. My husband and I have known each other since I was 14. Like, he and I were friends for a while. Like I would not date him for the longest time. And then we finally started dating, but he and I were friends for a little while. And, um, you know, he and I have been through every phase of life together. You know, like I went through like a preppy phase or an emo phase or (laughs) a boho phase or whatever. Like I've been through all of these phases and, and so is he. And, um, it, this was just a different kind of phase where it kind of rocked us both to our core because it's such uncharted territory. And at the end of the day, you're different people after having children, you know, and, and that's not a bad thing whatsoever. It's the best thing in the world that could ever happen to you or anyone, you know, um, but getting to know each other in that aspect you know, cause you're not the same person after that. And so it was a little awkward. Yeah. I'm going to have to admit, um, obviously now it's so incredible to get to see each other just excel in those areas. Um, but yeah, it was super awkward to begin with. I don't know. Totally. I don't know how to explain it. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll, we'll kind of get some more clarity on that later. Um, but yeah. before we get into that, um, I, well, both Kelsey and I obviously want to touch on some advice on how to date. Yes. Well, and, and I wanted to share, I was waiting to share this funny story yeah. with me. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we want to give advice, but I also wanted to preface that <laughs> story that I think about often because it actually resonates with me a lot. And, um, I was talking to an older woman And we were hanging out. I think we were maybe like a group setting, right? 
And she went to go show me a picture on her phone. And as she's going through pictures, she, there's a, a naked picture of herself. And she's like, Oh, you're not supposed to see that. Right. Like, but she looks hot as, as fuck in this picture. Like I was like, Whoa. Okay. This is again, this is like an older, an older woman. And I was like, Oh my God. Wow. You know, like go you. Right. And she was like, Oh yeah. I sent that to my husband. And I was like, did. And she was like, yeah, you have to remember that you are his girlfriend still. Oh, like you're still his girlfriend. You still need to kind of send him some sexy photos every once in a while or make some moves, make some moves. And that has always stuck with, with me when she said that. Um, I mean, I'm not sending naked pictures over here, but I, I do, I you do have the option, the option. <laughs> but I, I just, it really resonated with me that like, she was like, well, yes, like he's my husband, but I'm also, and I'm his wife, but I'm also his girlfriend. I think um, that's a really good fucking piece of advice. I know. That's why I wanted to. Yeah kick my our advice off with this advice from someone I know um that's a that's a good good story good gal I love that yeah a little a little naked picture here a little booty picture there oh absolutely so um and we're gonna definitely dive into let's talk about sex but sexy time (laughs) here's some more (laughs) We do that. Um, let's dive in to what is our own advice we want to share on just dating your partner. So I think first and foremost, we I think we've this comes up in most podcasts we talk about, mm-hmm. but communication, communicate, communicate, <laughs> communicate. Um, Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like really, and if you listen to our podcast with our anonymous man friend that's mm-hmm. something that comes up often I feel like a lot of a people, lot um, yeah is just communicating and I think we even said this in that podcast but your partner doesn't know what they need from you they're not mind readers as much as we would love it and as much as we think they should know absolutely everything and why we're mad today and you know whatever um they don't they don't mm-hmm. know um and, and especially yeah. you don't know you know what i mean like you may think that you know but you don't you know what i mean and like i think that goes into communication as well uh, is like hey i need to know what you need from me and in return i'm going right. to tell you what you can do for me and, you know, it, it's going to benefit us. It's going to help us thrive in our relationship. We're, we're not mind readers, people. No. We're not super spouses. You know what I mean? Um, and I think, I think that's perfectly paired with setting time to catch up each week or share three things before you, before you go to bed or, you know, what you appreciate about that person. I, okay. So here's another this is kind of attached to before you go to bed type, you know, pillow talk. 
Mm-hmm. So one of my roles um, with my husband is we're not allowed to talk about work in bed. We are not allowed to um, fight in bed. We're not allowed to pick fights in bed. Like, <laughs> we're, we're like, seriously, we're not allowed to do any of that in bed. If we want, we can put that aside, whatever that is. And we can talk about it tomorrow, but in bed, we don't have to talk in bed, but we're not going to do any of those things in bed. And I've read yeah. that um, if you essentially, this isn't exactly what it said, but a psychologist wrote like, essentially, if you basically hurt somebody's feelings in bed, it's going to hurt them like 10 times more than it would if you were, you know, in a, in a normal fight, in a normal setting. So it's essentially like insulting someone while they're naked. You know what I well, mean? I feel, yeah. Cause I feel like there's a vulnerability of yes. you in your own bed even too. Yes. And, um, so if you, yeah, if you say something that might, we're just a little bit, a little bit more sensitive, you know, yeah. in so our bed. I, I think it's super important to have that pillow talk and to, you know, I mean, it's so simple to share three things before you go to bed about, you know, three things that you are thankful for about that day or three things that you appreciate about that person um, or, you know, just patting them on the back. Everybody likes a gold star. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Or or like, um, thank you so much for taking out the trash or, seriously, thank you for doing the dishes. Like I was so overwhelmed today or just like, thank you for, I don't know, slapping my ass when I got out of the shower, <laughs> you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just like, it, really, it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be anything like long either. You mm-hmm. know, if you're just saying three things before you go to bed and, you know, wake up refreshed in the morning. Like it kind of just a great way to end the day, but it also like, I feel like me and Matt will, before we, um, maybe turn on the TV, you know, Mm -hmm. and like zone out for the night, we make sure we just catch up on like how our day was like, what's going on today. And like, maybe we, there's times when like, maybe we don't want to talk about it. Like we're not, because especially like we, we work in very high stressed jobs And so a lot of the times, actually, we try to actually stay away, like you said, from talking about work. Well, and you have it a little bit different because you guys work together. So, right. So it's like, there's that extra layer. Um, But we, I feel like me and Matt talk about work in very, I don't know, in like the car. Like it's never mm-hmm. like really times where, like you said, like we're lying in bed or maybe relaxing because it's kind of like, it doesn't make us feel relaxed, you no. know? So we try to kind of stay away from that until, you know, maybe we, I think we, yeah, I feel like we talk a lot about like catch up on work related stuff when we're in the car and it's like something also that's sitting a pretty good rule. Yeah. And something, well, I've heard, I think I read this one time when you're actually talking in the cars, like sometimes the best way when you need to have like hard conversations too, because something about sitting side by side versus Mm -hmm. facing each other is helpful. Um, it's maybe a little bit less like intimidating or like threatening. Well, yeah. And you're both multitasking, like you're both paying attention to things outside of that conversation. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good 
I think yeah. that's a pretty good piece of well. advice. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the other big one that I, I know that I talk about a lot with a lot of people, this is something me and so me and Matt went to premarital counseling before we got married, not because we were like in a bad place, but it's something that we thought was just really important to do. Um, and in there, they have you review your love languages. There's five different love languages and you can actually just take a test online and we can make sure that's in the show notes if you're interested in yeah. learning about it. But basically, um, I have my own love language. So it's basically like, how do I feel loved? Right. Um, and it's, it's going to be different than how my partner feels loved. It could be maybe the same thing, but so my love language is words of affirmation. Whereas Matt's is quality time. So those are very different things. So like, I just want you to talk to me and like affirm, like tell me I'm doing great today and you know, whatever. He just wants to spend time with me. Like he doesn't even care about talking to me. He just wants me to be with him. Right. So if we're, um, but knowing what your spouses or partners love languages and knowing that like, okay, I know Matt's is quality time. I'm going to make sure then we spend quality time together this week so he mm. can feel loved. And in return, like, I hope he does the same thing for me, right? Like he, he knows that I need to communicate and talk and, you know, all that. So um, that's really, really helpful when it comes to just communicating and feeling loved from your partner um, and just in, in a level of like deep understanding with what one another really needs um, to feel that love and yeah. feel connected. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I think it's super beneficial to, um, know the other person or your partner or your spouse's love language. Um, and there's a book, right? You can get mm-hmm. it on it's Amazon. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. It's a yeah. whole book. It's yes. like the five lo- love languages or whatever, but mm-hmm. like you said, there's, there's like a straightforward test. Um, but, my husband's love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can sure. have so, like two. You could have like yeah. one and then a second one. Yeah. Yes. So he loves being lovey-dovey and like touchy. Um, and I don't necessarily like that. Like sometimes I hate PDA. Like PDA makes me uncomfortable <laughs> whenever somebody else is doing it. Yeah. So whenever it's being done to me, I'm like, everybody is so uncomfortable around me. I can't do this right now. Um, which necessarily isn't the the issue or what's even happening, but like my husband is so lovey-dovey. He wants to like touch all over me all the time. Um, and his, he loves words of affirmation. Um, I don't think he got that a lot growing up. So he loves to be told like you're doing such a great job or I really appreciate you or and I've had that one I've had to learn over time like I I really have um and it's it was something that um that's one of my love languages too so um you would think that since it's both of our love love languages that it would be super easy to give to each other but it's almost not because we want it so much for ourselves um, right. Yeah. We possibly feel like if we give it out too much, we're not going to get it or something along those lines. I don't know what it is, but didn't you see loves- your other one is acts of service or no, am I making that? Yes. My other one is acts of service. I love 
I love gifts. I love gift giving. Um, I like Kelsey knows I love to just like give like cute little gifts and like just buy stuff because I'm thinking about you or whatever. So I love when people do that for me. And that's something my husband struggles with. And I'm like, just give me a fucking candy bar, dude. Like, oh, wait, just no, that's not, access, that's not acts of service. That's oh, um, it's gift giving. Gift giving. Is it? Okay. Yeah. 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 It's gift giving. Okay. So yeah, that one's mine. Um, I would, I, I would say like my third runner up is acts of service. Like, yeah. Yeah, but gift giving is definitely my second for sure. Um, yeah, I just love, I don't know, I love having something physically in my hands that reminds me that you thought of me. You know does what I mean? And be, does it have to, uh, just curious, does it have to be something like, could it be like a note? Yeah. Yeah. I love sense. stuff like, like that. No, it does. It does. Be something. I love stuff like that. Like if, if he and Bristol colored a piece of paper together and said to mommy, you know, or whatever, like I fucking love that shit. Or like I said earlier, if you're at the gas station and you're thinking of me, give me a fucking chocolate bar. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Or like if you're at the grocery store, it's $5 to get your spouse flowers. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, I would settle like that's such a good idea. Just getting like running in really quick and getting their favorite candy or bringing them their favorite, like their, their favorite coffee order, whatever. It's so easy. That one's actually, I wish that was mine because that's pretty easy. Yeah, it's super I think when we did it, I mean, when we went to the test, gift giving was at the very bottom of the list, which is really funny because I felt like we always got each other really elaborate, good, like thoughtful gifts. And it kind of made us realize like, why are we doing that? It's not even something we um, like really care, like care about really. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's, that was, it's very eye-opening. Yeah. No, it really is. It really is. And I knew, I knew for a long time that, uh, words of affirmation was mine as well, because I just, I constantly need to know that like you love me or like I'm your friend or like, there's so many memes out there that's like, you're sitting on the couch with your husband and you're suddenly like, Hey, do you like me? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Like I just, just ha- I just have to constantly be reminded that like I'm important to somebody and like I fucking hate that about myself but it's just how I am dude I don't know That's- and I- obviously acts of service come in a close very close third but it's super duper important to find out what your spouse's love language is because you have to remember and realize that you're constantly giving out what you want to receive yeah but it's going to make you so much more successful to understand what your spouse is giving and what they need, because what they're giving is what they need. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, I think that helps you thrive. Well, right. And I feel like it's actually being very selfless. Yeah, like, absolutely. Being, being selfless in the way that you're trying to show them the way they feel loved. Right. Um, or and, just like, right. To, putting that into your everyday life. Like it doesn't have to be as serious as 
gift giving all the time. No, you know what no. I mean? Just like no. super, super easy peasy stuff that you can implement into your everyday life. Um, speaking of implementing things into <laughs> your everyday life, um, our next big topic is make time no matter what. Yes. So I think it's super important to put it on your calendars, block off time, make those reservations, do whatever is going to hold you accountable. Seriously. Yeah. So whatever it is. And like, for example, here's a, here's an easy example. And I made, (laughs) I also made Whitney and I share our uh, calendars on our iPhones. So you can basically create a calendar with your whoever you want um and you can share that calendar with the person so i will basically if i want to put a date on the calendar with matt i will schedule i'll put it on our calendar and Mm -hmm. then he gets a notification that i'm saying date night on this day at this time and then it's it's just something that's and we make sure though too like our calendars are pretty up to date with like what's going on in our lives though too. So I'm not going to put that there's a date night when he has a work dinner, you know, or something. Um, but it helps us like, it helps me to know, especially, um, because we're both really, really busy people. Um, it helps us to kind of be able to figure out really quickly when we could have a date night. Um, and And just to block off that time. Yeah. yeah. And, um, definitely like use, definitely make reservations. It's super easy if you use like an app called open table and you make reservations that way. Yes. Kelsey introduced me to open table (laughs) and it's so good. It's It's really good. (laughs) Way too easy. Literally so good. Yeah. And so, and you can even, when you do the open table, you can even share it with whoever you're making the reservation with. So they have to put, yes, I'm going, you know, like mm-hmm. it just make it anything that's going to hold you accountable to saying, to making it, to making that time, um, instead yeah. of brushing it off and be like, Oh, like we said, we, we go should, on a date this week, but we yeah, didn't. We should do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure could would. Exactly. Um, really kind of setting yourself up for success and like blocking it off, doing really scheduling it. Um, but also making sure you have childcare, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure you have childcare that you can call upon or ask, you know, um, a babysitter or a grandparent or a friend, um, that also, I want, I want to point out with childcare because I know, I actually know of a few people that are moving away, um, a long ways away from their families. And I've had a lot of, uh, girls reach out to me like pretty recently. Um, how did you do it? You know, I'm moving like today. Somebody was like, I'm moving 18 hours away from my family. Like, how did you do it? Blah, blah, blah. And my biggest piece of advice is you got to do your research like for childcare, you got to do your research because in, in my, um, situation, the people that I trust the most are the people that I want to hang out with, you know, when I need a babysitter. Right. So when I want to go out, I'm more than likely going out with Kelsey or we're going to go, 
with our husbands or we're going to drink with our husbands or, you know, whatever. Um, those are the people that I would ask to babysit. So sometimes you got to get creative. Sometimes you got to do some research. And for instance, like in our area, there's an app called, what is it called? Busy bees. Busy bees. Um, yeah. And it's essentially like an app that it's you local, have to have. It's local. A, though, a local sure. app. Yes. It's a local app, but there, I know there's other things yeah. that exist like this. Um, but essentially you have to get like uh, a verbal um, recommendation. So it's super safe. Like, and if something happens, then the person that gave the verbal recommendation is reprimanded. They're, they're basically held accountable. So it's very, very, um, I don't want to say elite. What, what word am I trying to look for? Exclusive. It's very exclusive, safe. Every single, uh, potential babysitter is CPR certified. A lot of them are in, some of them are in high school. A lot of them are in college, special specializing in like early childhood education, stuff like that. So So you basically just put out like a like a Craigslist ad on this kind of kind of yeah I need a babysitter for x y and z um so I did it one time and don't get me wrong it's a little expensive but you're paying for at the end of the day this sounds very very terrible but (laughs) it's it's not meant to sound terrible but at the end of the day you're paying a stranger uh to watch your child and you need to make sure that they're the person that's watching your child is taken care of. So you can, you can have that trust with them. You know, a resume goes so, so far, you know what I mean? Well, and just also know, like, you're not going to be worried as you're out and about going on a date or doing X, Y, Z, um, with your partner, you're not going to be worried. Like, Oh, I hope they're okay. Like, "Mm." you know, the other thing I've heard this, um, before and me and Whitney probably start doing this, but I know friends will like trade off, um, childcare. So mm-hmm. like we would watch Whitney's daughter and they would go on a date. And then next time, you know, uh, they would watch my daughter and we would go mm-hmm. on a date. Right. So, um, sometimes you can set that up with like a, a friend that you yeah really trust too, and or at least your daughter, your your kids know each other, you know what whatever. So yeah, we were actually just talking about this the other night. Well, hang on, our husbands were actually just talking about this the other night, and they were talking about like trading off sleepovers because our daughters are kind of getting to that age where they know what a sleepover is, like um, they mm-hmm. want want to they've spent the night with each other before they I don't know where they learned what sleepovers are but it anyway probably tv probably our husbands were essentially like bribing each other like okay you do a sleepover one weekend and then we'll do a sleepover the (laughs) next weekend and like you can do whatever you want that weekend and we can do whatever we want the next weekend yeah, like that type of thing. So it, I, I definitely think, you know, if, if you want to strictly go on a date night with your spouse, that is such, such a good, you know, such a good resource to have. Um, Absolutely. yeah. And, and it also helps, you know, to find your tribe. It, it, it kind of gives you, I don't want to say motivation because you don't need to make friends just because of that, but it's such a huge plus, right? Of course. So, 
It makes it obviously easier, especially if you don't have family that live near you that can maybe help and and come over to to watch your kid. It's good to just have people that you trust that are kind of in your circle of trust of friends or whoever that can, can watch your children while you go have some quality time with your partner. Um, and speaking of, you know, quality time with your partner, um, scheduling date nights. Yes. Scheduling date nights. We, so I think I shared like a little bit, but scheduling date nights. So how me and my husband did it or do it still, we, we weren't, we didn't really do date nights through the pandemic. It's a little bit more challenging, um, this last year in 2020. But you guys did a lot of creative things. We tried, we tried to do some fun stuff there and well, I, we're, we're about to share some examples that you can yeah. do. Right. So, um, but my rule of thumb is that, or I guess our rule, our rule that we established is that our date nights would be every other week. So if that's like every other Wednesday or every other Thursday, whatever works out in your schedule for us, it's easier doing a date night during the week though, versus on the weekends. Um, but then we would trade off planning a date for each other. So it wasn't always on Matt, my husband, to plan the date. It wasn't always on me to figure out the date. We would take turns planning the date. And I definitely recommend that because um, sometimes planning dates every other week can be daunting. So if you're trading off, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, and then another rule of thumb that we have is like doing something we've never done before. Um, and the reason I've heard, I heard this, um, and that could be literally as simple as going to an, a restaurant you've never been to together. Um, but I heard this, uh, the reason why when you first start dating someone, it's very exciting and exhilarating, right? But that's because you're experiencing things for the first time together very mm-hmm. often, um, and so to make things exciting again and kind of get that exhilaration back again, you do something like try to do something you've never done before. And that could be going to a restaurant you've never been to. Like, don't go to the same one you always go to. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so bad about that. I'm such a creature of habit. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I, we love our, we love our restaurants, but it, it, there is something to say when you're in a new environment, you've never had the food before. You never had the, it's just, it's just fun to try th- new things together. And it yeah. starts conversation, you know, it, really? it sparks yeah. that conversation that you wouldn't normally have. Right. right? It's like you're actually on like somewhat a of a date, first date. date again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so totally- that was just uh, a rule. I think, no, I think that's a great piece of advice, especially, I love that you guys do this, um, you know, trading off date ideas because it's so hard. And, and I don't know, this may be different person to person, but I feel like a lot of the time, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, a lot of the times the women get the brunt of, you know, planning the date or, deciding what you have to do or this is all out yeah or this is this is my um experience at you know my husband's like well where do you want to go to eat and I'm like uh I don't know you pick and then as soon as he picks I'm like stupid don't ever (laughs) like that's stupid (laughs) pick another place and then it's like oh my god 
where do you want to get like it's just yeah. a whole thing so having that um accountability of here's that accountability again yeah of you know you being in charge of this state versus he or she being in charge of the next one like I I think that's so it, it just takes the pressure off yeah of everyone because everybody it, has a role it makes it fun it I think it makes it fun because usually we won't share what we're doing, like what we planned for one another until we're about to go. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're in the car and it's like, okay, do you want to know where we're going? Um, so usually too, it's kind of like this fun surprise. And again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could just yeah. literally be going to a new restaurant or I don't know, doing just something you haven't done maybe in a really long time or just have never done. Maybe you go stargaze. I don't fucking know. Like, no, yeah. Anything. The other thing we're saying the pandemic, um, and sometimes maybe you don't want to spend the money to go somewhere and like go to dinner, like have this elaborate thing. I think this is right up your alley. Yeah. Do game nights at home, right? Like Mm -hmm. make, maybe you pick a a game you've never played before, you know, or, Mm. um, that's that's always fun um you could also we have done this where we obviously I'm really into true crime so (laughs) we one time bought this um box that came I think it came like every week but you were like solving a murder it was like a murder mystery thing and you had to like solve with all the clues and it was just really fun to do together was it called Um, hunt a killer yeah, that's what it's called. Hunt a killer. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. My my favorite YouTuber, she tells like murder mystery um stories. Yeah. And Hunt a Killer sponsors her videos all the time. And yeah, I've been yeah. wanting to try it. It's so it's, good. It's so fun. And they and I've actually seen recently a ton of like cute little um date night boxes that you can you can buy or like even because of the pandemic you could even do like a virtual, like I've seen people do virtual cocktail classes together, virtual like paint night night classes. Like just have, just do something that's going to be fun and different. If you don't want to go anywhere, then you could literally stay at home, but don't just sit on the couch. That's, um, watching like TV. That's one thing that, um, me and Matt have discovered, it's not, that's not a way for us to connect, if that makes sense. It's just a way for us to like zone out and relax. Yeah. It's not a way for us to really connect because we're both sitting like not talking, right? So the internet just, is your oyster. Yeah. Picnics, yeah. park dates, like go take a picnics. day date. Oh, yeah. Especially during the pandemic, picnics were our favorite thing. And, and you know, dates don't have to necessarily be just with your spouse. Like, we would have, like, little picnic dates with our daughter. Um, and we would call those dates, too, because, like, she would be playing and we would be spending quality time together. Yep. Um, and, you know, just because she's there doesn't mean we're not getting that um quality that converse yeah that conversation in that we would you know have on a normal date night I mean it's not as you know kid free obviously (laughs) but a picnic is such a different a different scenery and um I definitely think it's it I don't know it's an oldie bitty goodie you know oh Uh, and sure is to like a park you know pack 
pack your favorite um, snacks or on Mother's Day last year, this is, you know, um, during the pandemic as well, we got our favorite Thai food to go. We, you know, went and picked it up and got our picnic stuff ready and just went and sat by a lake and had a picnic with our, yeah, for Mother's Day. And it was the best date ever. And like my daughter was there and it was just so, just so fun and so different and just so relaxed, you know, Um, nobody had to get dressed up. Nobody had to, you know, have those I don't know, those before date jitters, which is amazing. I love those before date jitters whenever you're about to do something new, but like a casual picnic, you know, stress-free. I don't want to say stress because like date nights are so much fun, but (laughs) just like a casual oldie, but goodie, you know what I mean? Those are like some of my favorites. Um, so speaking of picnics and getting outside, um, we think it's really important to stay active together, go to the gym together, going on a walk together, etc. Kelsey, I know you and Matt went to the uh, gym together a lot and Brayden yeah. and I really like to go on walks together. Yep. Um, but tell me, tell me a little bit about you and Matt going to the gym together, because I know you guys like did that a lot. Um, yeah. together and like getting up super early together. It would be a task because I'm, we had to go, the, we would go to the gym at like five in the morning and I <laughs> hate that. Just even thinking about it now makes me want to cry, but um, he it was, loved it though, didn't he? He liked going to the gym in the morning and I just want to, and I think I would even tell him like, I just want to punch you in the face right now. <laughs> um, which sounds but so romantic. For- <laughs> no, I think it's just fun to, it's just something to do together and it's fun to stay active together. So yeah. we would go to the gym and even if like we weren't talking to each other, it was still something fun to do together. Um, like just doing to be a, in the same space. Yeah. And, and just doing like a set together, right? Like we, we trade off like places on what we're doing and like, you know, like motivate each other that way. Um, we also, I know you and Brayden went on a lot of walks, like mm-hmm. way long walks. We, we would do, um, which I thought was really cool. I, yeah. we would do walks, uh, last year, like right after Matt would get off work, we would go on a walk because it was just so pretty. It was just so pretty out. This is like right mm-hmm. before it was summertime too. So, um, that the was really felt great. Yeah. And it's also, it's nice because, we would take Harper with us, but it actually really was a lot of quality time for us because she's sitting in her stroller and just like zoning out, like not even bothering us kind of thing. So it was, it it actually worked out really well because we could really talk to each other about our days and Mm -hmm. with each other during that time. Um, and also then just move our body together and like, yeah, nice. I was actually just about to say the same thing. Um, like you mentioned, Brayden and I would go on like super, super long walks together. Like that was our thing for a little while was going on like six, (laughs) this sounds crazy right now. Six to eight mile walks. Like they were super long. Like Bristol would be eating her dinner in the stroller. Like we were so serious about it. I would always, 
I would be like, what are you, is Bristol like asleep? Like where, like sometimes where? she would be, is she asleep? And then I'd be like, you went on like an eight mile walk. Like, why did you do that? Yeah. I, yeah. It was so fun. So, and it sounds miserable right now saying it because like, right. Like literally it, it, to me, it sounds miserable, but <laughs> even like with, you know, like you mentioned with Bristol in her stroller, like we had some really great conversations, you know, yep. like just, just conversations that we nor we would not have if it were just he and I sitting on the couch watching TV and, you know, Bristol, our daughter playing in her room, you know, we would not have those conversations. And even, you know, those conversations are different than pillow talk. And yep. I just think, and like you said, moving our bodies together. Like when you're usually in, like, you're usually in a good mood when you go on a yeah. walk, right? Like, usually feeling a little bit energized and maybe it's sunny out, you know, um, like you're in just a good mood. And so it's always good to be in a good mood together. Right. And, um, just to be able to spend time and even like our walk, I mean, we wouldn't go on eight mile walks like Nathan and Whitney, but our walks would usually be like 30 minutes or something. Um, and it was just so nice to, catch up and just connect really quickly like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, definitely 10 out of 10 recommend, wouldn't recommend going to the gym at five in the morning, but you know, um, Uh, poor thing. I remember, I feel like I remember you telling me like, Matt was like, yeah, like let's go to the gym. (laughs) And you're like, fuck off. (laughs) Oh my God. No, I was literally like, please don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I'm just a slow waker upper too. So I'm not a morning person and, um, I need, I just need some time and, you know, figure, figure out what works for you, baby. You know, I will, but when we're both like being active together, it's something we, I think really both enjoy doing and connecting Mm -hmm. together on. So if that's like going to the gym and having that time together, like, great, I will bite the bullet. (laughs) Um, or yeah, like taking a little bit slow and going on a walk. Um, so yeah, I think both are good options and 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, the other thing I feel like we do a lot and I know Whitney and Brayden got to experience this a little bit more recently too, but Mm -hmm. going on staycations or taking a vacation together. And I'm not even talking about going on a week long vacation away mm-hmm. from your children. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking a night, a long weekend, a weekend. It could be a long weekend, right? Even, even not even a weekend, like literally one night, yeah. one day. Yeah. And honestly, like even the, the times we've gone away for one night even have been so refreshing. And mm-hmm. cause I feel like you, kind of try to like really focus on the time that you're there together, just like enjoying the staycation or just enjoying your time together. Um, and you're not like sitting on your phone, like, um, you know, it's just really good focus quality time. I would say. And and all of those, all of these examples of quality time, I just want to like piggyback off of this because you just said it, but all of these, um, examples of quality time that we're sharing is such a good excuse to, um, agree with your partner to put your phones away. So oh, like, yeah. 
absolutely that's that's kind of a rule my husband and I have um together is like whenever we're out and about and don't get me wrong we both slip up from time to time but we always keep each other accountable you know but we're not on our phones we Mm -hmm. put our phones away and we focus on each other and I think you know a staycation or vacation together is such an incredible way to have that connection have that one-on-one um you know, time together and just put your phones away. And don't get me wrong. I love a good Instagram picture. Take it out a little bit, baby, you know, get that Instagram pic. But other than that, like, let's stay off of social media Yeah, and let's sometimes kiss we'll, up on your partner. Sometimes we'll, um, like w- me and Matt will have a joke on who's going to touch their phone first. So like, it's going to be, you know, I'm not losing. I'm not losing. So, um, you know, or like checking the Apple watch too. Um, so yeah, no. And definitely like even on the walks too, I'm like, okay, we're putting our phone away. We're not looking at, Mm -hmm. you know, um, even like Apple watch notifications because those are easy to kind of view on, on your walks, but yeah, no, like it's just really take the time to like disconnect from your normal life so you can reconnect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. (laughs) I I disconnect to reconnect. I love that. No, don't. I'm serious. I know we're both serious, but seriously, (laughs) do not knock a staycation. Like even with girlfriends, even with friends, like seriously, staycations are the best. A one night staycation does the soul good. Like seriously. And even like, you can save up for this shit, like a one night away, save up for that shit and just go seriously. And the good thing with a one night too, it's not even, I feel like as much of a daunting financially right going one night versus oh we ha- we're taking a whole weekend or a long mm-hmm. weekend or a week off you know it's it's only one night you know and um but you can find some really good deals out there too if on hotels so right exactly well and it's just making it a priority right oh like- absolutely yeah if you're if you're like, we need to save for this and save for it and do it, you know, um, but make you it don't have to do it right away, but like put away every now and then, you know, like my husband and I were gifted a staycation over Christmas and we probably wouldn't have done it otherwise if we weren't gifted it. But after we did that, it was literally for one night and we had the best time like the best time we were just so lovey-dovey the whole time and after that because my husband was like totally not against staycations but he didn't understand it and I'm like I know you don't understand because if you did understand it then you would be itching doing it all the go time. To one all the time because yep. like I find any and every excuse to go on staycations with my girlfriends like Kelsey and I and talk about staycations all the time. time. (laughs) And after we went vacation, we can go on really. And after this one night staycation with my husband, he was like, okay, I get it. Like, I get it. This was incredible. Like I, I want to go on another one. Like, oh yeah. It it was the robe. It was the robe, the hotel robe. He put it on like, oh my God little bit of <laughs> wine or champagne or beer and you're just like oh, yeah. relaxed oh yeah. yeah and I spent a little bit of money like I spent a little bit of extra 
money on um, getting the champagne and the chocolate covered strawberries sent to the room upon our arrival. And oh my God, he was like, wow, wow what what a stay what a vacation and it was literally less than 24 hours we didn't even go to the pool and we had a good fucking time I know well and not everyone may have like a hotel they can go to with a pool but we didn't even go to the pool it could be an airbnb like it literally doesn't have to be a hotel but just something about getting out of your own being with each other and yeah. being with each other, you know, we, we just did that, um, an, uh, one night away this weekend and yeah. it was just so, it was just so much fun and we had such a great time. So, um, I totally, totally recommend. Um, and there's also a lot of, uh, what, wait, um, we need to talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Let's talk about, about you and me. me. Okay, that was terrible. Sorry for everyone who had to hear that. But Sorry, um, I didn't hear that. Gosh. Okay, so I think everything that if you follow what we're doing, you're gonna mm-hmm. fucking have sex because you're gonna be like feeling so connected, so and in so love. sensual, and in love with your partner because you sensual. did all of these things. You made you made time for them. You've communicated. You've done something fun together. And you're going to fucking have really great sex now. Some sex. Yes. And, you know, we talked about this in the beginning of the episode. Like, you're kind of getting to know each other again, especially if, you know, you just had a kid or you kind of feel like the spark is like fizzling out in your long-term relationship. You don't necessarily have to have a child. Don't get me wrong. Um <laughs> Yep. But like sometimes that that flame kind of starts to dwindle out, right? And if you're implementing all of these things, you're going to want to jump your man or your girl or whoever. You're going to want to jump their bones. Yep. And it's it's the same as just kind of getting to know each other in the bedroom again, right? Um it's it's going to take a little bit of time to kind of get in the mood again especially if you're postpartum or Or, you're getting a dry spell (laughs) yes if there's been a dry spell or if you've been arguing a lot or Mm -hmm. because we all know it happens or if you're getting out of those newborn stages or four month sleep regression or whatever it is it might take a little bit to feel sexy again or whatever. And I think this leads very well into our next topic. And Kelsey, I know you've done this. Um, and I feel like yes. you've actually taught me about this as well. So yeah. let's share. Scheduling sex. You got to right? do it. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, I have to schedule sex because I'm trying for a second baby so it, it's like we we gotta do it at the right time and have a appointment and calendar marked off for it um but honestly I feel like we would we were doing this outside of it and it actually mm-hmm. really helps because I don't know like I, I think it was actually like that google calendar thing like if you see like I don't know maybe it's like some secret code word 
Okay. And I'm not saying like, this is what we do, but there's maybe some secret code word on your calendar that means it's go time when you see each other. That's hot. If you're seeing, if you're showing or typing up your safe word on your calendar, you know, that's going to make you smile. Right. And your partner. Now you're going to be thinking about it all day. You're probably going to get ready for it. Right. You're probably going to take a shower and like, just want to feel sexy, you know? Um, and it actually ends up being really, it could be great. It could be great. And one of my other rules though, is because we schedule, if you're scheduling date night, like it usually needs to end in sex. In sex. And you need to communicate that because like, yes. If you get home from the date and you're tired, no, 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 we need to talk about it. Like we need to, again, you can't read their minds and they can't read yours. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about this. And if you want the night to end in sex, you need to say that you need to express that and you need to let them know what kind of sex you're expecting. And this goes into (laughs) our next topic. Don't be afraid to try something new. Communicate what that is. What's yeah. your kinks? What's your fantasy? What <laughs> is your partner's kinks? What is your partner's fantasy? Like, uh, honestly, if you, especially it's... if you want to try something new, right? So yeah. say like, hey, you know, I want to, I want to try this different thing tonight, right? Yeah. Like I want to, or at least see how they're feeling about it, right? If you maybe want to do something that you've never done before. Um, I think it's, they they know. Yeah. The communication is, and okay. And also like your bed, like we were talking about earlier, your bed is your most intimate, most vulnerable place. So whenever you're communicating about this, don't make fun of them for what they say to you. Don't pick at them for, you know, what their kink is or what their fantasy is. Do no matter what you do, do not make fun. Like that is literally like pointing at someone while they're naked and laughing at them. Like, do not do that. It's so disrespectful. And because they're opening up to you. Right. And, And same with you, they shouldn't do that with you, but you need to open up that communication. I find that, um, you, you break down this, this other barrier and you're getting to know your partner even more. For instance, like, you know, I would tell my husband like, oh, I'm super into this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, like, I don't know what it is. I just love this. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. And I'm like, yeah. So what do you like? And he's like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And it, it took a couple of conversations and I'm like, no, like, what's your kink? Like, what do you like? Like, like, it doesn't matter what it is. Just tell me and like it, what's your like fantasy? Like, tell me what it is. And it, it just opened up another conversation and like a playful conversation, but also it's kind of like, oh shit. Okay. You're so you're into that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Okay. And all of a sudden you're trying it out in the bedroom and it, it it's cool because you're getting to know each other on another, uh, on another level again. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's, It's like a cool vulnerability that you have with that other person. And I think, but I think the, like for me, I wouldn't be able to have that conversation without getting my emotional needs met first, which is Mm -hmm. what we, that whole list of things that we just went through on how you can connect. Right. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be approaching my partner and saying, 
oh, let's do this when I don't feel I'm emotionally connected yet. Mm-hmm. It's going to make that conversation so much easier too if you already like if you're feeling uncomfortable having that if you take time to spend you know that quality time and and get your emotions emotional absolutely so absolutely I think they really go hand in hand right like if you're dating your partner and you're actually doing the things we just shared um then the sex will come like that that's just what will naturally happen I feel like yeah and it makes those conversations a Mm. lot easier and a lot less awkward to talk about and don't get me wrong it might be a little bit awkward at first but um well especially for your partner if you're the one that's bringing it bringing it bringing it up sorry oh my god (laughs) then it might be a little bit awkward for them, but do not let them, do not make them feel bad about that. That don't, don't make them feel awkward. You know, don't be afraid to let that go and bring it up again and just kind of make them feel comfortable, you know, and, and make sure that their, um, emotional needs are met before you, you know, Yeah. yeah, before you bring this up or, or before you want to try something new, like, be on the same page, communicate, 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 you know, like it doesn't just necessarily have to be about sex. It doesn't necessarily have to just be about emotions. Make sure both of those things are being met. And I think you've got the recipe. And be be the girlfriend. Be the girlfriend. Yeah. Be the wife and the girlfriend. Spice it up. Like all of these things all of these things that we're talking about is such easy ways to implement, to spice it up. Like you don't have to, you don't have to be someone you're not to spice it up. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's such, that's such a misconception about quote unquote, spicing it up or changing it up, or, you know, you don't have to be somebody that you're not just don't, just be vulnerable with your partner and communicate with them. You know, that that goes so much farther than trying to reenact something you saw on porn and not even talking to your partner about it first. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like I don't even know how that would go. Mm -mm. I don't know how that would go, but like you you both deserve some sexy time and some fun and some quality time and some dates and some staycations. And if you're, I think I began this podcast by saying this, like if you're in the thick of maybe it's not going so well, it's not going so hot right now in your relationship or maybe you have a newborn and you're, or maybe you're just, you're tired. You're, whatever. That's okay. That's totally okay. Baby steps, small steps, do something. One of these things on this list we talked about and it, I'm sure like then you'll, you'll gradually build up to bigger things of dating your, your partner. So yeah, I'm excited to hear what you, you think you by think. the end of this. Yeah. Um, so please share with us like think? us on Follow us on Instagram, moms.ian.marks. Slide into our DMs. Share with us if there's something that resonated with you today. Um, And hopefully you had just a fun time catching up with us about some dating advice. 
before Steph. we go, stop what you're doing. Oh yeah, definitely. Pause, pause. Give us us that five-star review. And if you're really feeling spicy, leave a note. Spice it up. (laughs) Leave us a note. We love reading your reviews, especially Kelsey. Kelsey loves reading your reviews. I check probably every day, every other day. So when there isn't a new review, it kind of makes me sad. So it brings so much joy to my life when you leave Mm -hmm. a review. So if you don't want to make Kelsey <laughs> sad, you need to leave a review. <laughs> but seriously, we hope that you truly enjoyed today's episode. And um, again, go have a go have a marg with your your partner. Yes, yes. Put out. Okay, that's inappropriate. That's very yeah, inappropriate. We're gonna task. We're gonna. Wait. Are you are you up for the challenge? Is the question. Are you up for the challenge? Um, <laughs> Let us know next week. Have a great Tequila Tuesday, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.